The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. As always, on Fridays, I'm joined by my buddy, Rich Rebar. We pick our five favorite games against the spread. Uh, coming off of, I guess, like a, a semi-entertaining Thursday night game, lots of lots of points scored between the Jets and the Colts. Ty Johnson got there for our, our uh, FFPC main event team. Michael Carter, people are people probably bumming a little bit on Michael Carter this morning. They thought they had, you know, new, new James White. He, he did not get there. My a lot of my tenth place best ball teams feeling really good about those uh, those Elijah Moore points though. It was listen. It was just nice to see Elijah Moore do something right. Like it was just nice. You feel good. It's a warm feeling. You may not have got any of those fantasy points anywhere outside of best ball leagues based on how the first eight weeks went, but it was nice to see him involved and actually getting targets. So yeah. we'll take that. Uh, yeah, the Michael Carter thing was weird. I was on a podcast yesterday and we were talking about like his projected touches, and I'm like, listen. I'm excited for Michael Carter's opportunity and he's getting the rookie bump, but like this, he's not going to have a 30% target share forever. And, you know, granted Mike White got hurt and it had an impact, but like you just can't count a running back to have 30% team target share every week. And that was going to dry up and it finally did. And he's still a guy that has like that chase Edmonds like floor when you don't, you know, you have a touch count forward did last week. What a, what a bummer for, uh, for Jets fans with Zach Wilson. I mean, Oh boy. You know, you know, Josh, Josh Johnson looking better than, than you. I mean, it's not. And I, I did a, I did a show with Kevin Cole yesterday and we were like, you know, it's just, it's hard to bury him. Like, it's just hard to know because he was like, it was almost like he was playing a different sport than what Mike White and Josh Johnson are doing, which is just trying to do all the safe, easy stuff. But like, I don't know, you'd like, you'd like Zach Wilson to kind of be able to adjust to the in-game dynamic and he, he didn't other than the Titans game. He, he didn't really like, he just feel like he was always trying to force the issue. Yeah. We've seen that with a couple of the guys so far this season, you know, fields too. fields just had like the one game where it actually looked like he was just playing last week. Uh, it was like the first time all year, but yeah, well, it's no, tough. No why did the, why did the jets trade for Flacco? Like just to like, hang out. Like, yeah, hangs that's out. Like, weird. You would have thought that Flacco would have <laughs> came in and they're, they're like, oh, Josh Johnson, it's your time, bro. So yeah, very bizarre stuff there. Well, he doesn't even dress. Like he just hangs out like and talks to people on the sidelines. So I guess he's just there to be like a mentor, like just to hang out. <laughs> like, yeah, he's learning, how, he's learning how to become a coach, I guess. I guess good for Flacco, but uh, weird to, to trade away at least the marginal asset to acquire him to just wear like a hoodie and a Jets hat on the sideline. I mean, that's Jets. That's Jets football, baby. <laughs> Robert um, Salah's face last night was amazing like there was at one time they cut to him on the sideline where it looked like he enjoyed life like it was just like misery <laughs> I mean I, I mean just imagine for going from the situation he was in to the situation he's in now like 
you know, beautiful, sunny California. Like no one ever gets mad when the team loses. Like no one ever blames the 49ers when they lose. Cause everyone loves Shanahan. He got all the plaudits when they made the Super Bowl, And now it's just like, he just has to show up to work every day in New Jersey. It's 27 degrees. He hates his quarterback. Like it can't, it cannot be a good work environment, you know, for, for Robert Sala right now. Dude, every time they cut to him, I was just like, oh my gosh, look at the torture on this man's face right now. Yeah. Uh, all right, man, let's do it. Your number five is what? I just want to trigger you right away. I'm going to take the Vikings plus six. Yep. Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. And now I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not take, I could not take the Ravens. The Ravens are not on my list, but I mean, you know, like one, I'll never pick against Mahomes and I'll never pick against Lamar. It's just like really goes against my ethos. I know. Uh, just too many points, man, right here. I mean, the Vikings, uh, th- and we see the Vikings do this all the time. Like, people, like, get down on them, and then the, the, the market And then they play their, their Zimmer boring vanilla game plan, and they, they score 28 points because they have good players, and they get it. They, I mean, they're, they have four losses this year. They're by three. They're by three, one, seven, and four points. This is a matchup, too, where we talk about it. it's very similar to the corollaries twice over. One, when I picked the, plus, the Bengals at plus seven against the Ravens a couple weeks ago. And this is a very similar matchup and style of defensive play. The Ravens that when the Vikings played the Carolina Panthers a couple weeks ago, blitz heavy team is going to play a lot of man coverage. Uh, and it's going to allow for a lot of big splash plays. I mean, you look at both of the Minnesota wide receiver splits versus, you know, man and zone. And uh, they're, they're very jarring night and day. I mean, Justin Jefferson is averaging two more yards per route run against man coverage versus zone. The Ravens are going to try to be blitz happy. And you do want to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. It's just, you got to get there because uh, Cousins has been terrible under pressure so far against the season. Uh, but if you don't get home, you know, that allows the, the, the big plays. And on the other side, you know, Lamar has been really awful under pressure this season. They do get Nick Boyle back, but uh, he's more of a help in the run game. Uh, and the Vikings are the number one in the NFL in pressure rate without blitzing. I mean, they're just 16th in the NFL in blitz rate. Uh, and Lamar so far under pressure uh, is uh, just 48.4% of his passes, seven yards per pass attempt. And when he's kept clean, 9.3 yards per pass attempt, 72% completion rate. Uh, so Daniel Hunter's out, so that does help Lamar a little bit here in the, the fact that he's not getting home with four. But again, just six points too much. I'd pick the Ravens to win outright. Uh, you know, I wouldn't in a survivor pool. I'd, I'd, I'd check off and where you pick every game. I'd pick the Ravens, but six points too many for me. Yeah, like I can't, uh, I can't, I can't, um, you know, say that, say that any of that's, I can't say any of it's wrong, but I mean, you know. Me. It is wrong. You, you can say it's, 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 none of it's wrong with it being completely wrong. No, I mean, like the, <laughs> that, I mean, that's the thing about picking games is like the analysis can be correct and then just like, I don't know. It's like some guys I just won't bet against. And Lamar is one of those Lamar is one of those guys, you know? Um, all right. My number five, this, this line seemed, it just seemed it's too many points, too many points. The bears plus six, uh, at the Steelers. Now, I guess, I guess Nagy's back in the building this week. So, so, so maybe that's not particularly <laughs> How many points great. is he worth? <laughs> yeah, he's like minus four probably, but we were, we were basically just waiting for fields to do one of those games, right? We were just wait. We were waiting to, to be like, this is what we thought we were going to be getting with fields, which is he creates extra plays. He breaks the pocket, right. And is making plays, throwing the ball when he breaks the pocket, which we saw basically none of right before that 49ers game. I don't even, I don't remember a play where he broke the pocket and did anything like, you know, that touchdown to Jesse James. Uh, they've also been really effective running the ball. You know, Khalil Herbert has been, I mean, 
in a, in like a, in like a year without all these quarterbacks and without Jamar chase, there would have been a certain segment of NFL Twitter saying, Oh, you can't forget about Khalil Herbert rookie of the year. But basically it's like, I think this is probably just like a 21 to 17 game. I do think the Steelers would win. Same as, same as the, your, your Vikings pick. I think the Steelers will probably win, but it feels like the Steelers just have trouble scoring points against anybody. Like they just, their offense just sucks. And this game could be easily 13 to 10 or something like, I mean, the total is 38, (laughs) which in the, in the year of 2021 football is might as well be like, like transitive property of being like a a 24 point game total a a decade ago. I know it's, Um, it's bizarre. I, you know, I had the 49ers last week and I bet them and I, they, the Bears scared me for a good section of that game uh, until the second half. And then, and then, and then Jimmy G, Jimmy G bootleg touchdowns. I mean, who knew? Yeah. But it was the first game. It was the first game where Fields just, it looked like he was just playing. Like he played reactionary and loose instead of just the, you know, trying to process everything. You've seen the plays that they made. It wasn't, he, he made like three really ridiculous plays, the two touchdowns. And then he had another play where, Nick Bosa basically was unblocked up the middle. He juked him on, uh, uh, and then just like got away and scrambled for uh, first down. The only thing that, 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 that does not, it still irks me about that performance the last week is that he still only had two designed runs. It was all breaking pocket and scrambles. He had eight, eight scrambles for 89 yards. He still now is just 21 designed rushing yards since being the starting quarterback. And what the hell are we doing? yeah like, like literally like, what, what are, are we doing? doing like what is like what is the plan what are we doing uh, why did you yeah. why did you draft fields if your plan was to have him you know like it just it did it makes no intuitive sense to have justin fields try to play like a stationary pocket quarterback because that's not even what he did at ohio state really i it, it just drives me crazy but i mean this one's not on my thing i have no problem with it though i'm not i mean this i'm gonna work through this game this will yeah. be on the background I won't be, I won't be glued to this one on Monday night. No, no. Uh, all right. What's your, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is the Patriots. And I uh, wish it I, was, I have this one too. I wish it was a flat three, you know, I, you know, but Hey, we'll, 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 we'll that's why I just moved down a little bit, but we're probably, we don't even know. We're probably not going to get Sam Donald. We might get PJ Walker. And, it, and I don't think it really matters that much. It looks like Christian McCaffrey still won't be back. The Panthers are now dead last in the NFL and catchable target rate uh, from quarterbacks. And because PJ Walker, when he's been in relief, and it's a very small sample, he's been awful since he's come in. He, he came in in that Giants game to try to clean up and completed three of 15 passes. Last week, they didn't even let him throw when he came in. They were just like, nah, man, just turtle on the sleeve. Like, we're just going to try to get out of here, burn this clock off. Uh, and then Darnold's just been terrible since like the first three weeks of season two. So against the Bill, Bill Belichick defense, and the, and the Patriots are kind of just slowly finding their way, right? Like they're probably not a Super Bowl contender, but like they're like one of those teams that like every week can like hang. Like you can know, hang. They, they, took, they yeah. took the Cowboys to overtime. Um, they they should have won a week one without they had the, they had the fumble. Um, and then they played another team really good. Uh, it's eluding. Oh, they bucks. They almost, you know, they were hanging with the bucks on yeah. Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, I like this one. Uh, you know, obviously you're getting there on the road, but, uh, that's really my analysis is that I, I don't, I'm not really long on the Panthers at, on any level and the Patriots are just better. Yeah. Like it, it, <laughs> especially because, I mean, look, we all love, we, we remember Houston roughnecks, PJ Walker and everything. And like, we, we feel some positive value for him, but the, the game he started, last year i can't remember i cannot remember it was against the lions yeah and and he was not good right he, he was like he like he got a little bit of buzz in in fantasy that week um he didn't run 
you know, 24 or 34, one touchdown, two interceptions. Like he just really, like, you know, it's it, it, PJ Walker is not a meaningful upgrade on Sam Darnold is, is sort of the theory there. And the Patriots will run the ball. Well, they'll play good defense. I do. I do wish it was a flat three, but this was, um, that was my, that was my number three. I mean, I just feel, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Another week too, where it's not a lot like of depth plays where we're like, we're like, we're trying to like, Oh, I had eight picks and I had to whittle it down to five. It was another one where it's just like, there's, there's a lot of big lines again this week and I'll, I'll, I'll pick one sooner, but it's not like a lot to love out there. Yeah. Uh, so my number four is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you can, you can get it at seven, but at the consensus line is seven and a half. There are a couple places that have it at seven. I think seven and a half is fine. I mean, the Rams are just, you know, they're, they're the death machine. They can run the ball. The defense is amazing. Cooper cup just gets 30 fantasy points every single game. Stafford is playing, you know, pretty much the, well, best results of his career. You could argue, you know, he always had this ability in him or whatever. And I I think the Titans are just going to, for at least one game, I do feel like they probably will stubbornly just try to run Adrian Peterson and Donta Foreman like their Derrick Henry. And I do not anticipate that game plan, you know, going all that well. Yeah, this one was a tweener for me just because the just because Tennessee, like in the back of my mind, what they've done to some of these good teams and hung right. around just like scared me. But yeah, I mean that they're not gonna stop the Rams at all. I mean, you look at the Rams, uh, you know, they've they've just been smoking these bad defenses. You know, the Texans last week, the Lions the week before, the Giants the week before that. Like these these subpar like defenses just have had no shot to stop them. Because the good defenses haven't even had a chance to really stop them. Arizona was the only one that kind of got in their way. Um, and that was it. That's like the one blip on the radar. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna smoke the Titans defense. Like it's not even a fact. The Titans they were good a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs, and then they were right back to normal against the Colts. It was just that you know Carson Wentz went full Carson Wentz at the you know in that game. But yep. the, a lot of yards and big plays were right back to being posted against them. And that's what I expect the Rams to do on Sunday night. Uh, and then I'm just, I'm real curious just to see you know what the how the Titans what they even adjust. do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's interesting because it could always it could end up just being an outlier anyways because the rest of their schedule is so easy um, that it might not even stand out. Like, because this is a game where they're probably going to be a negative game script. It would probably be more Jeremy McNichols, more passing. We probably won't see them. Like, this is going to be a game, right? Like, so they're going to be probably like chasing double digit points, and they're going to like abandon using play action. People will be like, look, with Derrick Henry off the field, they don't use play action, but it'll probably be more game script induced, like it was early in the season when they were playing from behind a lot. But then they come back after this game against the Rams, you know, that you play the Saints, you play the Texans, you play the Patriots, play the Jaguars, right. the Steelers. Like none of those teams are going to run away from you. Even the good versions of those teams, like the Saints are a good team, the Patriots are a good team, but like they're not going to score like 35 and make you chase points. They're going to be in like rushing game scripts. So then you can give 16 carries to Adrian Peterson if you want, <laughs> you know, in those games. Uh, so I'm real curious just to see how it plays out and the reaction that it'll be on Sunday night. Cause, uh, I imagine there will be takes had on Sunday night. Of course of there. Well, there are always <laughs> takes, there are always takes. You can always, you can always feel, you can always feel good about the, uh, about the takes. So that was, I feel good about one. no Cooper cup on the main slate. Thank God. Yeah, oh, th- dude. I was thinking the same thing when I was working <laughs> on projections this week, I was like, thank God we don't, we don't have to make, uh, to jam any- him in. Cause you got to jam him in. You just have to. Yeah, he just gets he just gets so many. Um, Dude, he right, got so, seven for one fifteen and touched on last week and got tackled inside the five twice. Like he could <laughs> he could have been he could have just mashed again. Yeah, 
Yeah, he he. Re- I mean, he and he got tackled at the one, right? Yeah, so, he had, so inside the five twice. Yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> um, all right. So that was my number four, and then my number three was the Patriots. So what? Uh, what is your number three? My three is the 49ers, and you could have got it, you know, early on. It was you're getting the 49ers plus points. So if you bet so this, early, I, I have the, the Cardinals because I think Kyler's playing. I think Kyler's playing, but what we've seen from Kyler, so I don't know if I feel comfortable with Kyler playing hurt, especially with an ankle injury because he already wasn't running. And these two, these two teams are weird because the 49ers always play the Cardinals good. So, like, if you look at their – even this year when the, the Cardinals were on, like, a death march early in the season, they had just come off of smoking the Rams. And the 49ers basically were, like, ahead in that game with Trey Lance and hanging on. And, you know, uh, they covered in that game. Uh, and, and, and the Cardinals got four fourth down stops in that game. The 49ers were 0 for 4 on fourth down. Uh, now you're getting Kyler hurt. DeAndre Hopkins looks like he's just going to play hurt the rest of the season or until yeah. like, they should, they need to probably just give him a couple weeks, but they won't. Cause you know, Hopkins is going to try to, he even got himself back into the game. last Get Back in the game. Yeah. He's like, dude, chill out. Like, like we kind of need you. Like we're undefeated right now. Like <laughs> get this thing right. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just, the Cardinals are so banged up. The 49ers are kind of getting healthier. I know Debo is dealing with the calf. They're getting Kittle back, which also has a huge impact on, the explosive run game. And I think that's a big factor here as well, because the Cardinals are allowing the most explosive runs at the highest rate. They've just been getting ahead on teams uh, in terms of game script and Elijah Mitchell is number one in the NFL and explosive run rate. So getting Kittle back, it could be a game where I think we see some more, you know, because they did Trey Lance the first game. It'll be more of a traditional game plan here. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm with kind of the, the public. You've been actually good on these ones because you were on the, you still, had the Cowboys without Dak last week and they, they outright won. So, uh, well, yeah, but I thought Dak was going to play. I just locked it. I just locked it in because I thought it was fine anyway. Uh, like I thought it was, I thought the, I thought the line was fine anyway. I mean, Dak is probably, you know, Mahomes, Lamar, Dak, Aaron Rodgers, probably the quarterbacks that are worth the most, but you know, that Cooper, I mean, Cooper did his job. And like, we, we also, you know, we know that relationship between, wide receiver skill and quarterback production. Like no one steps into an easier spot than Dallas's backup quarterback, which, which is crazy considering how bad Andy Dalton was last year. Well, I mean, the tackles were out last year too. True. Yeah. Zeke played hurt for a whole, whole season and the defense was awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the defense isn't as awful now. So, um, so the reason why I had Arizona is one, I expect Kyler to play and two, you know, we, we all love Kyler, right? But his like EPA and his completion percentage over expectation stuff, the first two years of his career, like just as a passer, mm-hmm. he actually was like average or below average, you know, and then made up with a ton of it with his legs. And his legs are still really important to his passing because a lot of his high EPA plays do come on those scrambles where, you know, it's, it's third and 11 and he dodges a defensive end and bro- comes back across the formation and dodges another guy and, you know, throws a strike or whatever. But he he is finally, you know, one of the league's best passers in terms of like the the results with the analytics. And so I'm not worried about him. I, I am not worried about him not in, being able to create rushing production. You would be a little bit worried about, you know, being in the pocket and being able to evade that pressure. Because, you know, again, the, the elephant in the room with Kyler is that he can't really throw over the middle of the field because he can't see over his linemen. You know, all, all, every Cardinals lineman is over six four, which is really funny. You know, considering the 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 construct of their team, uh, 
but also if the 49ers get behind 10 points is that it's, it's over. They're just, there is no, there's no storming back with, with the way the offense is currently constructed. So I, that, I don't want to, don't want to bet on them as the favorite. And I, I, I don't know. I, this could be a really wrong pick of me. Like I could just feel like a moron with, or me. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could go either way. I mean, even if Kyler plays, are you worried of his injury that he could just be hurt again in game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like if he take, he, it's one of those where if he takes a, a sack early on in the game and you see him get up gingerly, you're going to be like, ah, oh, shit, it's going to be, it's going to be Colt McCoy season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the Hopkins thing. Like they've got to shut him down. Like, yeah. Yeah, they got they got to shut him down for sure. He's already um, a guy that doesn't win like with separation, so like you kind of don't want him to be playing even a half speed. <laughs> no, no, you need him. Uh, you you know you need him moving moving after the catch and stuff. Is is the deal? Is the deal there? Um, so yeah, so that I, my number two was was the Cardinals because right now you can get them as a dog too. Like right now the consensus line for the Cardinals is plus two, and. If, if Sunday, you know, Sunday afternoon, Kyler's starting, I bet, I bet we see some line movement the other way. Once, once we, it's confirmed that Kyler is playing. Yeah, it's been all over the board. And like I said, if you got locked in in some of these super contests, you're getting a real good line. If you like the, the 49ers side. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So do you, are, do you have the bills as number one? Was that your, was that your I review? At, I have them at two. Okay. Do you have the bills? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah, that was the one. I mean, it's just they're you talking like the offensive death machine. They're, they're the AFC version. Uh, you know, we, we love the bills, our bills as we hashtag call them because they love to throw uh, and throw more and keep throwing. I was worried halfway through that game that, you know, Josh Otto wasn't going to get there for fantasy and probably a lot of people were happy. And then he, then he scored like basically 25 points in the second half of that game and, you know, still rushing for touchdowns that don't matter. At the end that of the don't game. matter. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just look at every metric points per game points allowed per game plays per game uh plays allowed per game it's like basically the bills are are first and second in like almost every category offense and defense and that's the big thing with me the bills this year is their defense is playing awesome and their schedule has been really good to, uh, so good yeah no lie but they you know that we've seen them in the chiefs thing doesn't even hold as much water as it did shutting them down because of how the chiefs played since but I'm not worried about their defense against the Jaguars on any level. I mean, the Jaguars were one of the most disappointing teams of the week last week because they had a buy. They come out of a buy and just get curb stomped. Curb by stomped, this, yeah. By Geno Smith. I mean, Lawrence looked awful last week. He was against the Seahawks. Yeah. So, like, you're, I mean, against the Bills and the Bills. The thing I like about the Bills too, when you bet on them, is like they get out leads early. Like they they've outscored opponents forty four to three in the first quarter this season. Like they, they're, they're aggressive They So when this amount of points with another team might, I might feel great about it, but uh, a team that I feel like is this aggressive uh, and against the quarterback that has been this kind of up and down, like Lawrence has, and they're James Robinson might not play in this game, which is crazy because a, a running back shouldn't impact anything, but he's been like one of their best players on offense uh, all season. But uh, yeah, really it's just the death machine of the Bills going to score a lot of points and, the defense has been so good. I don't think Lawrence will score enough. Yeah. I just haven't, uh, like the, the big spreads have not been kind to me historically, but many people, you know, we really (laughs) are, we really are moving into like a kind of a different era of the NFL with have and have nots because pass offenses that are super efficient, 
uh, you know, the rules are just so favorable to them and the teams that really do process that, you know, they really press the envelope, you know, if they're up 14 points, still slinging the ball, like we, I mean, we see something to what we saw last night, the, the Colts did it running the ball, but we just see these games where it gets totally out of control. Cause then the other team has to pass. And if you have a good pass defense and you're creating sacks and turnovers, and it's just, it's, it's like much easier to cover a 14 and a half point spread in 2021 than it would have been in 2000. Like teams were never covering those spreads in 2000 because of the way teams just, you know, that's just how they played back then. Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars are out here throwing 26 passes to Jamal Agnew the last three weeks. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Like what, what is actually actually going on here? Like, the whole offense is predicated on like five yard passes to Jamal Agnew and Dan Arnold. Right. Right. Which is, <laughs> it's just, I mean, the, the Dan Arnold thing was really tilting because I swapped off him on some teams. And so just watching him rack up the garbage time, I was like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, why, why is this? Like, Jamal Agnew had 12 targets last week and 38 yards. Yeah. Rest in peace. LaVisca <laughs> Chenault. Brutal. Um, uh, all right. they, and they totally boned you Visca guys this, uh, because they moved him outside, They moved him outside, which was <laughs> never where we expected him to do well. It's, it's, it's not particularly great. Uh, my, my number one chargers, one and a half points at the yep. Eagles. This I mean, me. all right. yeah. look, I, I love, I love Jalen hurts. No, like, look, everyone knows the thing, but the, the Eagles are going to smoke bad teams and they're going to get smoked by good teams. It's just, it is just the way of the world. And I don't, I just, this line, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it, it either. Like what are like, I mean, it, it feels like the reverse of that Ravens chargers line where I was like, I don't understand why the chargers were getting that much respect relative to the Ravens. And it's, it's the same thing here. I mean, maybe we got a little bit of West coast traveling East. Uh, Herbert was limited in practice with like some kind of injury. So, but I mean, this should be, this should be your, your chargers by three and a half. If I was setting the line. And I don't get it because we t- we both had the Eagles last week because we thought, why are the Lions getting so much credit? Why are we discrediting the Eagles so much against the right. Lions? And then the week then we come back the next week, so they 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 they, they boat race the Lions like we probably thought was going to happen. Uh, and then you come back and we, or now we're overcounting them destroying the Lions. Like what are we doing? Like, like what are we doing? Yeah. And the same thing with the Chargers. They played cold. You know that you get beat by the Patriots and Ravens. You know no real shame there, and they didn't really look particularly good in either game. And Herbert's been in a little little slump here. But you know the the Eagles' pass defense is predicated on just allowing a super high completion rate. Uh, they play to sit back in zone. They don't blitz at all. Um, so yeah, I mean this one on a lot of levels doesn't make sense to me. I think it's a terrible matchup too for the Eagles' passing game. Um, and then the Chargers also came out of the bye, and the one thing they did well last week was they actually did play the run. Their run fits were a little better. They played the run well. Uh, game script still added up on them for the Patriots to run for yards, but they held the Patriots under four yards per carry. Uh, so look, maybe they fixed a little bit of something there. Not fixed it, but band-aided it up a little bit to short it up. Uh, so I don't think, because a lot of people I think are just expecting what the Eagles did from the ground perspective last week, just come and do that again to the Chargers because the season-long stats. But game script and the if the Chargers yeah. defense did turn this thing around. Like, like Jordan, Jordan Howard is not going 12 for 60 in this game. I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, same. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, listen, I'm with you on this one all the way. Lock stuff. It was easy. But it's the first thing I've been looking at all week uh, is that line. And I believe it's actually been bet into the Eagles' favor. It opened at minus three, and it's one and a half. I mean, so apparently there are people who like Jalen Hurts more than me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm with you though. Yeah, I mean, it just—I don't know. Like it, 
And I guess the Chargers are kind of like a Fugazi team anyway, where like they've been beaten in some spots where people were on them, you know, against the Ravens, against the Patriots. Like the Colts last year. Remember we just used the Colts last year. Like when the Colts yeah. have to like punch up, they really can't. Uh, although, you know, like I said, the Chargers did, you know, they beat the Chiefs. So, um, but yeah, you know, they've, they, they, they eke one out against the Browns. They get smoked by the Ravens. They lose the Patriots, but. I, I expect them to be a get right game. I don't know if it's a like a get right, like everyone's going to go for fantasy type game because the Eagles play such boring defense. They don't let you do anything cool. Uh, right. <laughs> but I do think from a team perspective, I would expect the Chargers to win this one pretty handily. Yeah. Um, all right. What about what about DFS this week? What's the what's the Reeves angle? Uh, I'm looking at a few things here. I mean, I, I've been, I don't know how you feel. I've enjoyed this DFS season a lot. Uh, yeah. Not just, not just from a, a winning perspective, but from a way the the meta's been this year, or the how to play. I think it's been six six k of... running backs and expensive wide receivers. It's it's uh, and then you pick your you know you pick your five k wide receiver, and if you get Pittman versus T wrong, you you lose. Yeah, and I think it's the way just of we we haven't had the jam in moments, and maybe we will over the back half of the season. But the way the injuries have been at the top of the running backs and the mid level running backs have been so hyper variant that we've kind of just had a lot of flat ownership each week. You know, we haven't really had these weeks where we're like running into just like, like Supreme, like multiple chalky pieces, right? Like there might be one or two that come out through the week through injuries, but like, we're not really running into where we're seeing a lot of like overlap in lineups. And I think that's cool. It makes DFS fun. Um, and there's a lot of angles to, to play things this week. I, you know, we talked about the Minnesota Ravens game. I think that game is, has sneaky potential to be yeah. fun. It could be bad or good, right? Like that game is, is going to be like, it's either going to get there or it's going to be real. And it's going to be bad for everybody. Uh, but I like Cleveland, Cincinnati, I think is sneaky. Uh, both those games played like real high sh- shootout games last year. And then we have like this, the Odell thing, like being gone and like just the pressure. I mean, say what, say what you want, like who's fault it is or not, but there's no way that like Baker's not going to feel like alleviation this week. Like just to ha- not having to worry about it, right? Not having to, yeah. not having to think like, oh, damn Odell was open and I didn't pull the trigger I'm gonna have to deal with uh, his dad on fucking YouTube or whatever <laughs> so I like that game as like a sneaky potential game stack game uh and then I think Dallas Denver is interesting uh, a lot more interesting than, than people might get there on uh because so the Broncos are one of these teams they've had a really easy schedule too so far but you look at they've only given up 24 more points twice this season but in those games Teddy Bridgewater's doing 38 and 49 passes. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Cowboys team total is 29 here. I imagine they're going to do what they do. So I do kind of like some of the bring back pieces here. I think Albert O will be get steam. If yeah, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be Dan Arnold from last week, but also, I mean, Sutton's been kind of flat the last couple of weeks. I think this is a game where Sutton could have like a, a spike week. So you can run like a, a Zeke Sutton mini. If you want to get off of Albert O maybe even Judy or Judy, you know, Judy, dude, Judy, he just came back into the same role. He left. They just didn't yep. really have to throw against Washington. So I, yeah. I think Judy, Judy seems real sneaky. That was the mistake I made with some of my Sutton pivots. I'm late swapping him to try to like pivot off of Godwin was that just like, I didn't account enough for just like the Broncos being like playing Washington being like, well, we're up seven. So, so, so Melvin Gordon and Javante. Right. I didn't account for that enough. I'm just looking at the matchup a little bit too much of like, Oh, something's going to get over on these guys. And you know, but uh, this won't be a spot they can do that. Right. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, also I'm like looking at our ownership stuff right now. I mean, I thought heading into the week that Amari and Tyreek would get kind of out of control with their prices on DK because they're so bad, but 
they're not really. I mean, we have like 15% ish on both of them. And like, it plays into what we, what I led with. Like it, we're just not seeing it this year. It's a, it's a lot flatter. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at 15%, if that's really close to what he is and he'll get a little bit higher, Tyreek will get a little bit higher than that in. And if uh, Lamb doesn't practice today. Oh, can't, can't have that. Cannot have that. But I mean, I do. I just feel like, I feel like Tyreek is, is about as stone locky as a stone lock can get, to be honest. Yeah, I'm on Tyreek, too, on both sites. Um, we'll say we'll, we're recording this Friday morning, so we'll see what happens at Lamb. I mean, Gallup's supposed to play. So Dude, you have no, like, I've been holding Gallup on all these teams. Like, I thought he'd be back in, like, a month. You know, we're two months into the season. I'm still waiting for Gallup to get better. But he, Gallup is 3,900 and is, like, just such an amazing play this week because he can go four for 80 and a touchdown so easy. And if Lamb doesn't play, he'll get. If, like, if Lamb doesn't practice today, you're going to see a lot of. Uh, gallop smoke <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah i mean dalton schultz still has an interesting match in that, in that too you know the broncos traded their they just traded for kenny young uh but their linebacker has been so bad so i mean schultz could be and no jarwin he's gonna basically be out there 100 snaps this week so there's a lot of angles that, that to play that game and a lot of people probably just treat it like when the cowboys played the patriots a couple weeks ago and people are like ah you know like the Patriots aren't gonna really do their part. Like, and so you might right. get a little bit of that being overlooked. Um, because the Cowboys defense for as good as it's been, like they've definitely had spurts where no, I mean, I I think that if you're doing a DAC thing, I, I think it maybe even makes sense to do DAC and then just one of the wide receivers and then two Broncos guys. Because if DAC gets to 25, that's 35 passing attempts from Teddy for sure. And then yeah you know, two of Sutton, Judy and Alberto. I mean, I've been waiting my whole life to play Alberto at, at this projection. So like, I just, I am hundred percent, baby. Yeah. I am super. He's, what's he on D? He's 2,600 on D. Yeah. He's 2,600. I mean, he, he really is dude. I yeah. mean, I, I have Alberto on all these dynasty teams and everything. Like I just, I am, I am super pumped. Like I love Alberto. Can we boon him? He's the best. I'm in, yeah. I'm in on it, man. So yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, it's fun. I listen, I'm enjoying this and maybe the back half of this fantasy season, we won't if McCaffrey comes back and Dalvin starts rolling and it, we end up falling back into where we got to play these top, you know, nine K running backs. I don't think I've played a nine K running back in like a month. Like it's awesome. No, the, the last, the last time <laughs> I played, the last time I played a nine K running back was the week I don't remember when it was, but there was a week where there was a cheap tight end and a 3K wide receiver, so you could play. Hen- I think it was week three where people played Henry in cash, and I think that was the last time. But it's been enjoyable to not do that because I think at least the past what two years, maybe three or longer, that's just been like you can't do that. You that was a death wish. Yeah, I mean you had you had to have you had to have those guys, you know, pretty much every single week. Now. The one thing that could fall is, is they could McCaffrey could play. He's been designated for return. Yeah. He's at practice. If McCaffrey plays, that does shake up the slate. And then I'm, you know, I mean, Kamara, I think is also like Kamara is, is in a ton of optimals here. Like the Falcons are terrible. They did give Mark Ingram like a, a fair amount of touches last week, but. But Kamara was in that boat too. We're just like his projection. He still got a lot of touches, but it was also the, the where he was pacing towards was yeah. almost like this Derrick Henry type thing, not to the level of Derrick Henry, but for a guy of, of Kamara's size and size, career yeah. workload, his career workload to this point too was just like... I mean, he's already... Really... Kamara is like already like 75% of the way to his career. Yeah, he's got 133 rushes. His career high is 194. Like he's going to cl- eclipse that in like three weeks. Yeah, so they probably were looking at that too of saying like... 
because he's easily he's never 275 is career high in touches and he's gonna smoke that like he's gonna he's gonna he might get the he might get the 400 if he stays healthy yeah i mean we're yeah because there's they saw 10 more games they saw 10 more games and he's at 161 because they had a buy already yeah yeah i mean so they had to have been looking at it like we've got at least alleviate some we've got to take some touches away and uh it helps i do like the ingram reverse kamara number though i was a big fan of that i know he complained about it but and he wore the arm strips me and my son were got a kick that he was like the reverse he wore the visor and the arm strips and was 14 i was like oh this is dope and he he dude i mean look (laughs) he looked good like i'm not even i'm not even kidding like mark ingram like looked pretty good and i think he got like 12 percent of the targets too like they used him like they just used him like he was old mark ingram which is hilarious yeah, and he's such he's such a fun dude. He's easy to root for because he's so fun. But uh, yeah, it was, I and thought I it was have, super. Cool. I have <laughs> some bad main event teams where we were like, we, I mean, we lost. I had one team that was really good that lost Henry and Alex Collins was our other running back, so he's on by this week. Like we are, dude, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel, and we got <laughs> we got Ingram on that team, and I was like, holy shit, like that might be a season saver if he can grind us, you know, eleven points a week or whatever. Dude, it's. <laughs> To cheer for the Mark Ingram season, say we were we have a main event team where we're like mad because last night. I mean, we, we get we have... get the running back two wrong every single. Like I don't think we've gotten it right in the last month. Like Kenyon no. Drake versus Hines versus Ty Johnson versus uh, we have one other shitty guy. Well, we had Boston Scott last week. We did yeah. get right finally, but yeah, finally, um, yeah, we've been chasing points, and then last night both those guys get there. Naheem Hines hasn't had basically a point. He don't even scored a point in October. Uh, he, he hasn't had he hasn't had double digit points since week three. I know I was looking last night. <laughs> then he has twenty PPR points yeah. last night. Has the Classic. longest run of his career. Yeah. Uh, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right, there we go. The worksheet, pre snap, pre snap reads. Tell people where they can pre-snap find motion. it. Uh, no, pre snap uh, motion. It's a sharp angles this year. We did pre snap motion last year. Oh, uh, see there we go. Bad year. bad host of me. Yeah yeah, you were on it too. You were on the show this year. <laughs> I mean, look, I bet I'm on a, I'm on a lot of shows, Rich. I'm on a lot of shows. Uh, yeah. That drops today. I had Sigmund Bloom on this week. So it was nice, especially Sig was a great guest for this week in particular with all the things in motion, because he almost has that therapeutic lens through, uh, you know, the, the Packers, the Titans, uh, all these changes that are going on in the league. You know, we thought we were going to have the trade deadline would give us news and it wasn't, it was everything else. Everyone went to Halloween parties. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone went. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone is partying this weekend. <laughs> lots of lots of lots of mistakes made by NFL players this week. Not great. All right, man. We'll get you out of here. Everyone, check Rich's stuff out over at Sharp Football Analysis. Follow him. Listen to the podcast. Do all that good stuff, and we'll be back next week. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.